0: I'm joined by Ben today uh, because we are going to have the absolute pleasure of interviewing Eradication of the Unworthy Infants, my uh, personally my favorite death metal act of 2022, the best album um, of the best death album of 2022 as well. Uh, ben, what do you think about Eradication of the Unworthy Infants?
1: They make me feel happy with how angry their music is. Uh, we're going to talk about it in the interview, but I, I feel like just in terms of rhythm and pacing and structure, I just I, I just feel so immensely satisfied by their debut 2022 album, Change Is Good, and I cannot wait to ask them about it in this upcoming interview. Our guests today on 4th Times the Charm are a duo of immense talent in the music scene. Characterized by their mixing of grind, brutal death, and hardcore, this band skyrocketed to the top of our top bands of 2022, and now they're set to jam out across Europe with the Changes 2023 tour. With listeners from over 110 countries already astounded by their 2022 debut album, Changes Good, it is our honor to introduce Jad and Yunus, the eradication of the unworthy infants. What's up, guys?
2: Yo thank you for the thank kind you, words. Thank you man. Yeah, we're we're really excited to hit the road. Um you guys are the first people we're telling this to, but we actually have something in the works for the United States as well. Oh, um, you? Yeah! Um, awesome. It's going to be it's going to be concentrated in the northeast. I'm studying in Boston right now, so that gave oh, me cool. all these all these contacts.
1: I'd love to hit Los Angeles, but that's like the world. I was, like I was, cool I was world, gonna man. say we we have Pacific and Central time zone. You guys are like, nah, Eastern. We are, <laughs> we already co opted those other areas. We we got to get New England next. If you guys could set us up a show
0: in L. A. or Chicago, we would come. We would definitely oh, go. I can I can get you into a basement. <laughs> right, I can yeah. I can so uh, if, if so I I thankfully know a couple people who host uh, sh- shows across the city um so like let me know we'll, we'll try to make something happen we'll we'll save that exclusive for a future date but we'll we'll work on it we'll work on it I, well, i'm I, so I, excited you guys are coming to the u.s that's fucking awesome thank you man we're
2: also nervous too because you know we've never been there before so we don't know how they treat brand new bands
0: yeah it depends on your city man like i've i've thankfully been to shows you know across the u.s and in a couple international locations and I, I think across the board, the U.S. has been really receptive. Like at least in like Chicago and New York, when I've seen brand new bands play, especially who are playing stuff that has like a, a fresher sound to something that they already know, they respond super well. At least I can, I can speak for Chicago; it's my fa- it's my favorite concert city in the world. But uh, New York and the East Coast are some good people.
2: Yeah, man, the the East Coast it's like a make it or break it city. Like if they don't like you, then everybody doesn't like you, and they actually hate <laughs> but
0: then if they like you they'll they'll hype you up for the rest of their lives you know so yeah the deep deep loyalty is like kind of the vibe across a lot of a lot of the shows around here but you guys you guys also just finished one of your first tours ever right
2: yeah so this was our second tour in our entire career it was a finished tour and it was better than we thought okay uh one thing we really learned is never play a weekday in finland no, never. oh really oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: no. yeah.
3: but yeah weekends from now on yeah, yeah weekends
2: those weekend only shows go crazy man
0: yeah did you guys have any like real big highlights i saw some of the stuff you guys shared on your instagram from the event was there anything like really exception or any like one show that really like, kind of like stood out as like a definitive performance
2: that Helsinki show was at yeah. a venue called On The Rocks. Yeah. And okay. On The Rocks is one of those, like, it's like a coming of passage, you know? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I use that. If, if Every I use band term, in Helsinki, write a passage yeah. to, play, to play in On The Rocks, if you're a band based in Finland, like, if you're going to make it, you got to play at that venue
3: first. That's nice. yeah, like a stepping stone. Everyone wants to play there at some point, but it's not, you know, it's not the smallest of clubs to play mm-hmm. at. I think it was pretty cool to see a lot of people show up to our show. Yeah, when you when you stepped on the stage and you saw like
2: heads to the back. Oh that was man, the it feels, feels different. Exactly, difference. those are rare wow. moments with our band. And you're I mean,
0: you're you're from Finland originally, yeah. right? So did you did you grow up going to that venue, or did you have you gone to shows there since you've been
3: an adult? And um, well, I I um. The first time I went there was to play with my other band at a music competition kind of thing. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't really been there. Uh, Going to shows in Finland is kind of hard if you're under 18. Oh, really? Okay. Everything's 18 plus and they don't even let you in because of that of the drinking laws and, and stuff. Yeah, they're not gonna put an X on your yeah. hand and let you in. Because if there's alcohol
0: being served, that's
2: it. You gotta yeah. be. Oh, really? Wow. Hard line. Man,
0: yeah. I wish. I'm. I'm. I guess I got lucky in the states. I started going to like pagan fests and stuff at like metal shows when I was like 11,
3: and they were just like, "Yeah, go in." <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, like the big stadium shows, you can go to. Mm-hmm. With yeah. Your stuff, but right. If you want to go to like a real club show to see like a like a band you're really liking, but it's not Metallica. Yeah. Tough luck. Know? Oh I mean, man.
2: Like, it, when I lived in, in Russia, they don't give a shit, man. <laughs> going can be like
3: eleven and they're just
1: gonna say get in. You could probably buy a booze and they're not gonna yeah. ask you for your ID. So yeah. so I, I, I actually wanna touch on this real quick because I, I don't know if I've ever met someone who's traveled to so many different places Especially but, to live around the world. Yeah, especially to live. I mean I've I've traveled a lot in like the u.s and i feel like that's impressive i feel like you've been everywhere so what how does that affect i don't know maybe maybe your worldview or or how does that how does that affect how you see everything i mean in terms of worldview
2: it's it's helped me in the sense that i don't have any bias towards any certain country Mm -hmm. so like I I think Russia's fucked up the same way. I think the states is fucked yeah. up the same way. I think China's fucked up. You know, right? Like uh, people that were born and raised in Russia have a really strong bias and they hate America and they love Russia. And not all of them, though. not all of them not all. No. And it's like it's it's the same in the states. Not all of them, but a, a lot of Americans will just hate Russia right right off the bat yeah. and just be completely loyal to the to the states. I think that's taken that away from me. But at the same time, I don't really have a hometown. Yeah, know? right. A right. Country to call home, or or a city to call home. It's Finland now because that's where we did everything with the band. That's where most of my friends are and shit. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking at where I'm currently living, Boston should be my home city. But I don't know shit about Boston.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, like it said, like like on your metal archives, it says you were born in kansas and then you grew up you grew up around the world in dubai cape town moscow helsinki and all over the place like and and i remember i listening to one of your other interviews and you guys actually met in moscow right yes 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 Yes. we both
3: lived there i lived in saint petersburg uh at first and then i moved to moscow and then i met jad and we started making music and uh yeah then i had to move back uh back to finland and he followed me and we continued making music (laughs) So how that's amazing. You, how old were you guys when you met? Were you guys in like
0: high school, or I mean, the equivalent of like a U.S. high school? I don't know. Middle school, man. Eleven yeah. years old. Oh, wow. Grade seventh grade. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I think so. Yeah. So, so what? So I, I remember another another thing you mentioned early on is that one of the Jad that one of the things that inspired you to start playing drums was Joey Jordison from Slipknot. Understood. When when you guys met, was that something you guys connected? Were you guys were, were you guys like, you know, full on maggots like listening to Slipknot like or like what were your main musical kind of tendencies at like 11 or 12?
3: Like like when we when we met? When so we, we first yeah. met, that was yeah. ACDC. and, yeah, guns we, and were really, AC/DC. Yeah. we were really we really wanted to uh wanted to be very rock and roll, maybe like a little bit of punk, but mm-hmm. then this one summer I started listening to Pantera and Slipknot and then yep. showed it to Jad and he thought it was cool and then we started I mean, more brutal uh, than... but at first
2: i was terrified
3: mm-hmm. man i used to hate growls you know i used yeah. to i used to think that shit was
0: satanic
3: i used to think <laughs> that people yeah, and now here i bad. am Me doing too. that <laughs> I, th- I thought that i thought it was garbage at first
0: yeah we I, I was i was very similar when i was a kid um i grew up listening to like american punk and like cla like american hard rock classics like led zeppelin and like the beatles with my dad and my mom like, going to see, like, listening to Kiss and shit. And then it was, like, Slipknot. And then I was like, okay, I can't do harsh vocals, so I'm just going to listen to, like, Nightwish and, like, Power Metal. And then, like, I went to, and then my friend took me to go see Arcona and a uh, fantastic Russian band. And they had, and uh, Misha, their lead singer, has, like, these brutal growls. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something there. And then it really opened up. And it was, I'm, I'm so glad because it's led me to find bands that really kind of transcend all these sounds that I connected. Like I think on the podcast we when we were talking about change is good, um my friend Nick, who listens to some Death Hole nearly as much as I did was like was talking about how you guys had like a bunch of influences. They weren't they weren't all the things he he loved, but you guys managed to combine all the little influences that I've picked up over the years into like one sound. Like and vocals are the big thing for me, especially with the more brutal stuff. Vocals hold me back from engaging. Like, my, my one friend, all he listens to is, like, the most insane, like, 700 BPM brutal death stuff that's from, right, like, yeah, from, like, <laughs> from, like, the Philippines. And I'm, like, it sounds like a babbling brook and I'm confused. Um, yeah. But your vocal performance really does kind of, like, you know, follow the lineage of both, like, kind of, like, more hardcore shouty vocals all the way to, like, you know, like, false chord pig squeals. Right. Like,
2: Thank you. That means a lot because we grew up listening to all sorts of shit and I never wanted my band to be like a death metal band or yeah. a mm-hmm. hardcore band. I wanted us to be a combination of what we listened to, like going back to the whole Slipknot thing, they're mm-hmm. a new metal band, but they don't sound like most other new metal bands, you know? Right. Just- yeah.
0: And and yeah, when you, when you go back and listen to those early days of metalcore, I think the thing that made bands like Slipknot stand out is where they were including influence from like, you know, like the Swedish mellow death and like the Finnish like, you know, bands like Demigod and Demi Lich, and like bands like Children of boden bringing all of those things to the like in a, a wider metal audience. Exactly. Yeah. I
2: want I want people from all corners, all sorts of scenes, to like my music because one thing one thing we really don't like in our band is elitism, and that's mm-hmm. a big thing here in Finland, man.
3: Yeah, no, it's... the, the Finnish scene is all about like old school death metal, nineties, 90s, not 90s. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really fuck with that. I I like it when, I like it when. The vocals starts shouting and there are breakdowns with pig squeals. All of it's cool. Like some I'm,
2: people would come up to me after a show and they're like, We love your music, but sometimes we don't really know what's going on. I I I think when I first
0: uh I when I first listened to the album, I think it's on Blast or Watch the Fall. It's one of the first times you do like kind of that false chord pig squeal. And I heard it and I was like, I feel like these guys are smiling. Like, while recording, like, I, like it had <laughs> yeah. this, like, joyous <laughs> moment. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like bands like Sanguasugabog who seem like they're just having a good time while they're playing. <laughs> like, in an album, they sound like they're having a good time. And, like, you know, when you talk about elitism, like, I, I've spent years listening to black metal now. And the amount of elitism in that genre like will drain the soul out of me but then there's there's bands like spider god who release an entire album of like 90s pop hits covered in black metal or like old nick who's like really taking the piss out of the whole thing and i'm like yeah this is this is where i need to be situated because the when you're not having fun with it and you don't kind of get what the fuck like it's nerdy it's all incredibly nerdy yeah, and yeah. like if you don't embrace it like who are you performing for really right and metal can
2: get very nerdy and off-putting like yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of metal bands that are just like no thank you you know yeah. uh and i was gonna say about black metal mm-hmm. i i i really like american black metal because as you said they they like to combine things it's not mm-hmm. so strict especially in the states it's just this like big cesspool of like genre mixing and you, I'll I'll see a lineup with like a hardcore band and a black metal band and a death metal band playing at the same show. Yep. It's not like that over here at all. Really, especially the black metal scene. They're like so death metal and hardcore. They're like headbutting all the fucking time. Black metal's doing its own thing. Yeah, really very
3: separated from the, from, the, from the.
2: I have the, not seen a black metal band live here. And then if you are doing black metal you're either doing the like the occult northern pagan shit or you're doing the nazi shit and that's that's a big fucking problem yeah and that's that's oh yeah
1: especially
0: yeah especially yeah i know you get like the the history and the engagement that stuff is like so much grander in the european uh market in general and we're i mean luckily enough chicago is a city that is like very anti-nazi or anti-skinhead or anti any of that shit and like anytime any of that stuff's even come near shows, like people are willing to engage in like very uh responsive ways to stop that shit from showing up. You know, the last show I went the last show I went to was like a, a dungeon synth band, um, a harsh noise band, a sludge band, a doom band, and like a blackened hardcore slash like black and speed metal show. And like it was like it was it was wonderful, especially because the group of people that Invited me to that show. I met because we were shitting on NSBM bands at another black metal show we were at, and they were like, and then we all started talking about how annoying it is because I I found some like Russian band and I was like super pumped because it was like super raw, kind of really like D beat punk black metal, and I was like, all right, cool. None of the I found lyric translations. It's all good. Everything's fine. And then like I'm like, oh, their best friends are these guys, and I'm like, oh fuck, not again. And then it's like, all right, can't listen to that anymore. It's like a
2: regular band that sounds good. And then
0: swastikas everywhere. Like, what? It sucks. (laughs) I hate that. Does it, does it, do you guys have to deal with like random like skinheads or like NSBM dudes like showing up to shows? Because like in in Chicago, every now and then it happens. And thankfully, usually people around here get the shit kicked album if they like are like flag wearing the flag proud. But does that, yeah. Have you guys encountered that kind of stuff?
3: it's not like every show there are nazis coming oh for, yeah but when they do come we usually let the audience know that there are nazis in the crowd and yeah we make yeah. a whole and they that. usually leave after it or get beat up either yeah. one is good good yeah. Notice yeah, is
2: they're not they're not willing to put up a fight like they no. spew
3: a lot of hate but Fucking the
2: second they're called out they're they're out the door such bitches. bullshit
0: yeah, that's, that's always the, yeah, yeah the claim yeah in, in Chicago, the, if you're a Nazi, it instantly means you're a bitch because they have yeah. no, <laughs> like, unless you're in like the deep South, but then they're, they're still bitches. They just have a lot of friends. That was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like my, I grew up, uh, I spent a lot of time living in central Florida and you know, in cool. the States. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That reaction's appropriate. You know, every now and then you're like, my friend would be like, Hey, are we go- want to go to a show? And I'm like, who's hosting it? Like, where is it? And he's like, why? I'm like, I don't want to kill someone tonight. Like, I don't like, like some shit, like, or like going to like a Slayer show or a Pantera show. Like, you know, you're just there. Everyone's having a good time. And then all of a sudden there's one crazy asshole flying by. Um, I mean, here,
2: here, most of the Nazis are just like annoying teenagers that want to do the (laughs) salute, you know? Or like, they just want to be really edgy. Like, as long as you deep, don't give them a platform. As long as, because, because, if you're posting about them and you're talking about them all the time, they feel like celebrities and they keep doing that shit, you know, but you let them know they're not wanted. You kick them out the show. They're losers with, with no friends other than other like-minded people. Some of them grow out of it. A lot of them don't, but you know, it is what it is.
0: But so in, in the name of de-platforming them, let's move on back to you guys' history. So, Yay. so you guys, you know, mentioned that like, it was like Pantera, Slipknot and other like uh, kind of American and international early heavy metal. What what led you, Jonas, to finding like the kind of guitar work you do? Because your your guitar and your bass across the album is tremendous and heavy as fuck and really tightly thank played. You, so what you, were sir. your main inspirations for that?
3: Um, I, um... That's a good question. I don't know, man. I just like <laughs> it heavy. I, I like I like it heavy. I um I like a lot of low frequencies. Um, okay. All of the songs are are in like B standard or drop A, and I I like the I like the way you can feel the feel the air move when you play that low. Oh and yeah. I just started writing riffs and in, in every single style I could think, and then the best riffs made it off the album. I started writing a lot of. I started with a lot of thrash and mm-hmm. and I kind of moved on from there to uh, a lot of old school death metal and then hardcore and then some black metal here and there just to uh, show that we're northern and
1: <laughs> yeah. true.
3: You got to really blaze
1: so. in the northerns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, so, so I'm, I'm actually curious uh, with, with the music making process because you guys put together all the music. But then of course you know you pass on some of the responsibilities for the live shows how does that work when you get people to play with you do you encourage them to add their own flourishes or to try to keep to the material how's how's that process
2: so let's take pablo for example our drummer Mm um we'll send him the songs we'll practice them together um in photo shoots and music videos and on our live shows, our band is a four-piece because it, mm-hmm. it just it looks a lot better. But but yeah, when it comes to learning the parts, basically I I, I tell them keep keep the main beat, keep that energy, mm-hmm. but play whatever fills you want. Do it in your style. Oh, that's so awesome. So that listening to the album and coming to our shows are two different experiences, and yes. I
3: like it that way. It's the same with Dino, our bassist. Um, I. I teach him all the parts, and then he just after a while, after a while of practicing and playing them together, and a couple of shows, he just starts adding his own stuff to the live show, and it just kind of creates itself.
2: And like even tones are different. I like different types of symbols than what Pablo mm-hmm. has. Jonas plays with a pick on his bass, and Tino plays with his fingers. You oh know? shit! So, oh uh, wow! We let them do. We let them do it however they want to, so long as the song in general sounds the same yeah because we
3: don't want to be playing something too different yeah you want to you want to stick to
0: the 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 set yeah
3: yeah yeah. Yeah. i think it's i think it's very organic the way the way we play live because it's not exactly like the album Mm -hmm. but it's also not that different i i it's it's pretty cool
2: also when when a band sounds exactly the same note for note live than they as they do on the album well what are you going to their show for yeah
0: there's no point yeah i've been i've I've been to some shows where it's like it's felt like i might as well be listening to the record be played like like through the like the pa there's like all right and like like, are you lip-syncing because it sounds the same but that's yeah Yeah, yeah, that live energy is really like for me that catapults bands you know that much higher in like regards when like the live show brings something fresh to the experience Um, about
2: that energy we (laughs) prioritize it to the to the fullest. I mean, the sound quality matters. We don't want to hear oh, yeah. a video of ourselves playing and then we sound like shit. But but we care a lot more for the show we put on mm-hmm. than how precisely we're playing the
3: parts. Yeah, we're definitely a live act to see. More I mean, I think the music's great. I mean, I wrote it, but but <laughs> to be honest, I think I think if you want to see us or experience us, you should really see us live. Exactly. 'Cause we're more of an act to experience mm-hmm. visually than it- just listen to
0: sometimes i'll listen to our album
3: and i'll go like damn we really wrote that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what was what was that writing process like for you too because i know it it, um like there's a lot of circumstances that come along with being finished that have like you know pulled you away with your time because of the conscription and everything and like how so then how is how is that i'm very interested in that but in, in general like what was your guys writing process like uh especially with coming up with the album after like the single like singles and small releases prior and, uh, you know, how does it look with, with that kind of being a, p- a part of what affects you guys?
3: Well, I mean, we decided very early on that uh, we want 12 songs on the album. Okay. Uh, for me, it was mainly because uh, I'm a big Guns N' Roses fan ever <laughs> since I was like very small. And Appetite for Destruction had 12 songs. songs yeah. So obviously our first first album has to have 12 songs. Not only
2: that, a lot of our songs are like a minute, yeah. you know, a yeah. whole album <laughs> half That's an a, hour it's not that
0: long <laughs> yeah. 34 minutes in terms of power of the process
2: the process i normally get like an email from Jonas, and it's a riff and then i'll come up with some drums i'll send it back to him and it's back and forth for a
3: while until we of, get together and start like composing it together okay Getting
0: yeah out. so you guys are forced to kind of write because like if like you're in Boston and you're still in Helsinki, it's just like yeah, just kind of like exchanging ideas and kind of constructing it from there. Yeah, and we got into
2: that habit a long time ago because when I was living in Russia and he already moved back to Finland, that's how mm-hmm. our first songs, like the, the the first published song, that's how they were written. But then, you know, when I when I came here, we had a lot of time in the band room together, just jamming and coming up with new ideas together. So there's many different ways the initial idea can come but more more often than not i just get an email from him and it's just like a guitar riff and then i put the drums on it and then we put the bass on it later and vocals always come last Mm -hmm. because i'm just growling
0: the lyrics don't matter all too much (laughs) (laughs) we were talking ben ben and i were like having a conversation like like i wonder like where his lyrics come from, and I'm like, let me just read you the lyrics of Crocodile Tears, and let's let's talk about what you think they come from.
1: But but you know, there were there were uh, some reviews of the uh, Change Is Good, where where I remember one in particular, the guy was like, you know, these lyrics are much deeper than than like the standard you know black metal album or or, or death metal album. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> so. I like.
2: I like wordplay and I like yeah. playing with concepts. It's not like we have a concept album or anything mm, like that. Right. Time to write lyrics when all the instrument parts are done. And I'm like, okay, shit, it's time to put vocals on this. I kind of, I sit down with myself and I brainstorm different ideas. Like how does this song make me feel? And then mm-hmm. I'll I'll land at a concept and I'll stick to that theme for the song. And well, like you mentioned crocodile tears, that's about like, no one in particular, but you know, there's always an arrogant motherfucker that you don't yep. like and pisses you off.
1: And so that song's just about that. <laughs> it, yeah, I remember. Well, and well, and one of the things that I like about your your vocals in particular is that I feel like because you know, and a lot of this music it's really hard to make out anything, but like you get the emotion out of it, you know, and that's and that's what's cool. And you have. S- you have a real impressive amount of range throughout the album so how yeah how do you yeah.
0: decide which like style you're gonna use so like if like is it like based? you're like oh okay this kind of has that like bdm sound let's go for some more like growly vocals or this is like a quicker more hardcore song or is it just kind of what comes to you in the moment
2: no you're you're right it is like if this if this certain riff sounds really, really grindy yeah or really brutal i'm do a low low growl Mm -hmm. or if it sounds huge then i'm gonna do a high scream because it sounds better on it like my default is that mid-range low growl that's like what i'm comfortable with but you know sometimes i'll throw in a pig squeal or something like that i do fuck around with inhales sometimes Mm -hmm. i know i know people have mixed opinions on inhales but it's not like it's my main style or anything (laughs) like
0: and and you and you're self-taught right that like you you learned yeah. like through youtube videos and like and like google like and like yeah. just like googling shit that since was... i was 12
2: man jared has uploaded this yep. like how-to screen i
0: i, I remember watching like, that
2: yeah. yeah and that actually helped it helped like kickstart it and then i would find these like smaller videos with like 200 views you know yeah and, you know you spend enough time on youtube you you spend enough time trying to learn something and you're gonna learn it especially in this day and age like uh, knowledge is free and Mm -hmm. i just feel like having access to the internet and having access to all these lessons that i didn't have to pay a penny for really paid off because
0: if we were in the 80s right now i'd probably be blowing my voice up yeah right and i think that's why we have so many awesome bands you know especially in like such like kept scenes you know like you guys talked about how like the finished death metal scene is very like almost like true cult about like the old school sound and like that can limit people's access to learning these different styles. But I mean, yeah, we, like we live, we live in the world where everyone can access the library of Alexandria, at least in countries that allow their citizens to access the internet in that regard. (laughs) Um, But at least we can. Um, And you're, it's, it's really awesome to hear that. Like, you know, I remember watching that exact same Jared Dines video when I was in like high school and being like, oh man, I wonder if I can learn how to scream too. Um, and it's a, yeah, the dedication kind of brings you to the end of it. And they, oh, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> so, uh, so are you guys working on any new music now?
2: Yes. Uh, we just, yesterday we filmed the video. Today we filmed the second one and we're filming another one in a couple weeks. We're going to drop three singles. We're going to drop a five song EP oh let's go very cool uh i don't know if you ever listened to our first single it's really yep. embarrassingly bad it's called solitary confinement that's kind All of right. garbage yeah. we are re-recording it oh we're cool it for this ep so it's gonna be something worth playing on stage yeah.
0: <laughs> you gotta bring 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 it back to what you needed it to be well exactly yeah, yeah. so that it's
2: on par with our more recent stuff because we we released that song when when we were like 14 Wow. That's when, that's when all the it's best shit comes we out. Yeah. We were
3: very good at what we were. It, it kind of sucked. My right voice off. was cracking at that stage. <laughs> well, as
0: well, like the name of the, our podcast is Fourth Times the Charm because Ben and I successfully failed at making three other podcasts. And like they, we were like, we were like 17 and like, we're like, oh yeah, we can talk about this for four hours. And it's like we'd get like six episodes in and be like, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah.
2: i mean i feel like everyone wants to start a podcast but to actually pull it off i don't know how you guys do it because that takes some it's like i wanted to make a gaming channel when i was 11, yeah it takes right? some dedication yeah for real.
0: well that's the key it's just consistency and and um i think it, for me really what it's about is i like talking about the things i love And like, what, what would allow me to talk to artists and people making stuff that I feel like deserve attention, deserve to be seen. And like artists like you guys who deserve to like have their story out there, you know, you're not just a metal archives page, you know, you're two people who are making fucking, you know, music across, you know, internationally, like from yourselves and like have this story. So like, I want to like, that's, that's why we do it. That's why every single week, you know, Ben and I, Ben Monty or Ben Monty and our other friends, Get on here and talk about what we love and what we found in the world because it's worth it. You know, you guys deserve. It. I mean, we were reading your
2: top ten list. Just seeing our album there really blew our minds because we didn't think a podcast based in the states would be talking no, about. Never. Shit, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> it's, oh, Matt! So Matt Matt,
1: Matt finds everything. That's <laughs> he cool though, he, that's he, he just knows.
2: Well, I, I like <laughs> I'm a I'm, I'm a, a I
0: I, I, I teach. teach. And, and, like, those, like you, like, you know, research and lore in school is, like, my, my favorite, favorite thing because reading was, was super hard for me. So I got super obsessed with, like, learning about stuff. And, like, that became, like, how I listen to music now. Like, it's, like, not inherently academic, but it's, like, I just want to find as much as possible. But, and usually what's happened now is as, as I've I've listened to more and more, I could feel myself becoming jaded and, like, kind of, like... Oh, okay there's another one of these another one of these so now when i find bands that truly seem like the people playing it are having a good time and are like bringing joy and like are happy that they're making their music they don't just like hate all their fans like that's the stuff that really like lifts me up inside and you guys were like such a prime example of that so i was like it was it was amazing to be able to show off a band like eradication of the unworthy infants because you know a, a podcast in the U S should be talking about you guys. I don't know how more podcasts in the U S aren't talking about you guys. How did you come
2: across the album?
0: Um, so my, uh, my friend Kevin is, a uh, the nameless mist on, uh, Instagram He's a fantastic artist. Um, he is like my death metal guru. Um, so he and I list, uh, met in high school and he's the one who was like, stop listening to power metal, listen to death metal. And I <laughs> was like, I was he's like, all right. Like, he took me to my first Vader show, um, you know, like, and it all it all went from there. And uh, he he and I were just like going back and forth, and he's been trying to get me to like brutal death metal for like four years. Um, I'm sure he's listening right now. He hasn't succeeded for the most part, um, but I, him and I were talking about Sanguisugabog and and he was like why like why them you know in that in the conversation i was why like not oh. them? yeah that's right i was like because they're having a great time and he and he was like yeah. he's like oh i think i just i think i heard something and then he like this was in like january or Fe- I was right after the album came out and he's like here let's check this out and i was like oh fuck and i remember he sent me crocodile tears and i like oh i kicked my wall because i was like headbanging at my desk so hard and <laughs> my, cool. and my wife's like what's wrong and i'm like no 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 nothing's wrong
3: <laughs> and like, yeah so that's, <laughs> that's cool, man.
0: yeah so that's like cool. shout shout out to my friend kevin um you shout know but yeah, oh, kevin, yeah. uh he's he's <laughs> yeah, been the one yeah. and yeah you guys have been um you know when i was making my top 10 list of this year i was trying to like i'm like okay there's all these incredibly good albums you know well made well produced whatever but what What have I been like choosing to put on and listen to like when I'm driving to work or when I'm, you know, going to the store, playing video games or something. And like you guys were like at the top of that list, you know, alongside with my other my the rest of my top five. Those were the albums I was like any given point in the year, any of the last of 2022, if I was going to put something on or play something for a friend, uh, you guys were like at the top of that list every time especially if i was like check out this good death metal and they were like ah
2: you really gotta come to yeah. chicago man a- <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: yeah, me too.
0: yeah so well, i so, thank you yeah it's that, my pleasure man so i was i was curious you know uh as a as a friend my friend kevin and i were talking about this interview um over the last week so he was super pumped to hear about it he really is a huge you know he's a death metal nerd like He's, a, he's, a, he's as much of a nerd about that as I am about like weird left-hand path magic. Um, and he really, he was really curious about how, where you guys see yourself in regards to the rest of the Finnish death metal scene, because in, in, you know, in the continuum of death metal, you know, Sweden and Finland have these like very definitive roles in that mm-hmm. world. But, and to me, what defined the, the historic Finnish sound was that it wasn't. The same as every other place like there was actual like uniqueness and and difference and like you know bands like Demigod or like demi lich and convulse and sentence who some of them went on to make completely different genres of music you know some of them kept doing the whole shit some of them released one album and broke up you know the classic way um so where how do you guys see yourself in in regards to like the whole like kind of finnish death metal scene because you guys list yourself as a, an american finnish death metal band so
2: we're definitely outsiders especially going back to what we were talking about with the elitism. Mm-hmm. Um there's Helsinki Deathfest here and we played one time but I don't know the likelihood of us playing there again simply because we're not fucking that, you know, we're not you we don't sound like blood incantation. <laughs> You sound yeah. better,
0: and that's what matters.
2: Oh man, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna name names, but that means a lot. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. But but yeah, in it's sometimes hard to get like festival slots. Mm-hmm. But the younger people, the the younger people dig our shit. Like when we play all ages shows, they're always packed out, and I feel like in the in the current state of the Finnish scene, as I said, we're outliers, but. Five ten years from now, maybe yeah. elitism is not going to be much of a thing here anymore. Maybe these these younger kids are going to be more into hardcore than they were
3: ten years ago, and 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 such. Yeah, I, I feel like the the new generation of Finnish metal fans is mm-hmm. way more open minded. It's really promising. Like we mm-hmm. we play shows in in bars where you can't come if mm-hmm. you're under age eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and these, you know, middle-aged men just, you know, drink their beer and pop yep. their heads. But then, then we play. We would play a show that's, you know, all ages, uh, uh, no alcohol. Everyone's sober. Just kids. Right. But they go. They go crazy. Yeah, those like, those, like those dangerous crazy, crazy. You See blood in the pit.
0: And the <laughs> oh, it's, those are it's, those. It's crazy. Those are some of my favorite shows too. It's, it's when, it's when like no one, you realize everyone's there for the same reason and no one needs to be drunk or high. They were just fucking are going there to die. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> And, and yeah, I mean, we're getting, we're getting a stable, some traction, a stable amount of traction, which is, um, allowing us to set up our own shows and our own tours. So we don't Fuck need yeah. to be accepted in the main scene. Yeah. Um, I feel like if we keep making our own path and getting traction our own way like we've been doing then you know, we can start putting together our own events where mm-hmm. hardcore bands and death metal bands can play on the same lineup. I mean I I have a I have like an organization called Grave Rot Productions and I put shows together here. And That's awesome. I love I love mixing lineups. I love breaking the norm and I'm hoping we can do that more with our band because this the way things are now Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've heard these names like galvanizer and and Mm -hmm. sadistic five these are finnish bands that are dominating the
0: scene right now but we sound nothing like them yeah yeah and i think that's good I, and that I, Ben and I like doing this. And, and part of kind of what brought us to doing some podcasts is we would just like come up with like tours or like movie lineups or like events. So I was, I was going to, I was going to ask you guys, like, if you could shout out people that you wish you could go on tour, like, let's say like, you know, some investor gave you a full U S tour, like, and you can bring, you could bring with you, whoever you want, you know, small, big, it doesn't matter if they're Metallica, they still have to open for you. Um, Like, who are you bringing on tour with you? turnstile turnstile
3: yes turnstile. that <laughs> fucking show would be amazing That <laughs> would be crazy turnstile or knock loose when yes. i discovered
2: turnstile i saw that they were very much a hardcore band but there mm-hmm. was this thing about them that's not like the rest they are so unique mm-hmm. and that influenced us a lot because um, yeah. we're still a metal band but i don't want to be like the other bands and yeah you want to I you want to
0: be your own band, thing
2: exactly yeah. and when i got the opportunity to see turnstile live that show went
0: fucking hard Wait, seen them i saw them in
2: boston
3: Shit. i saw <laughs> them in
2: boston that was incredible <laughs> i've been to a lot of hardcore shows mm-hmm. that was by all means a hardcore show but it felt nothing like
0: one. Oh, that's incredible I, those are the those are beautiful ones like I, I remember the first time i saw knocked loose and i was like oh this is gonna be good and i kind of knew what the show was gonna be like and it was sold out and I saw someone get knocked unconscious like 20 minutes into the evening during the opening band. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, is...
1: yeah, it's, it's that kind of show. It's that kind yeah. of show.
0: Sometimes yeah. every now and then the Chicago crowd just chooses violence from the beginning of the night. That's what the city's known <laughs> for, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say, I, I, yeah, we, we have we have a heavy reputation and sometimes we earn it. You know, I, I I always I always say Chicago is a lot safer than people give it credit for, um, or guess I guess give it you know discredit for. But you know we uh, uh we we know how to show up when we need to, you know, even if it's a Tuesday night. Sometimes you know sometimes we 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 sell out a bar and throw chairs. You guys love I to see guys. a knocked
2: loose show, man. That no, sounds yeah. like it's actually dangerous.
0: Yeah, I remember the first time I saw a Napalm Death, my friend. Uh, my friend kevin actually took me to that show it was it was a municipal waste and napalm death in a co-headlining set um and like his glasses got kicked off got put back on got kicked off and broken in half and then got shattered so like it's <laughs> it's so worth it
1: that's why you need goggles yeah, you <laughs> yes. need goggles.
3: yeah. yeah. i just <laughs> yeah.
0: tell ben to leave his glasses at home anytime if he comes to a show i'm like no just yeah. don't just don't even do it.
1: Well, hey, uh, uh, amongst the the names, you know, municipal waste, napalm, death. I I have to ask, eradication of the unworthy infants. <laughs> where, yeah, I mean, man. I mean, I love it. It's yeah. it's great, but where where does that okay. come from?
2: So I discovered slam death metal when yes. I was like fifteen, and i i heard the name somewhere it was again one of those jared dines videos it was like you know like typical like stereotypical vocal styles and then there was like slam and i was like what the fuck is slam so i look it up and that ends up being the most brutal thing i've ever heard in my entire fucking life and a lot of those bands were russian and me living in moscow at the time i was like fuck yeah this is right from right here you know And there was this, there was this band. um, Shit, what were they called? What were they called? Completely blanked out. Necromorphic eruption. That's what they were called. Yeah, that's what. They had a song. They had a song called "Eradication of the Innocents. Oh, okay. Time passed by, and I forgot what the full name of the song was. I warped it. It Ended up being "Eradication of the Innocence." And then I realized that's actually not what the song is called. So that name is up for the Taken. And it was a complete joke. I was 13 years old. It was a complete joke. And um, we recorded that first single. And I decided to publish it under that name. And when Jonas found out, he was like, what the fuck did you do? Now we're called radically-
3: erratic
2: <laughs> i Oh, so mad.
3: Yeah. I, I, can't ex- I can't describe how mad I was.
2: And we stuck with it. And it actually ended up. Doing us good, yeah. But know, it's that's people, cool name. People find the name, whether you're scrolling Spotify or something, yep. you're like, "What the fuck?" That sticks out. I, think, it I mean, like, it got me. It's, it made so me so bizarre.
1: It's it's <laughs> yeah. it's such an out there name that you can't help but be, because you're not gonna, like, you can't get a more out there name really without being deliberately offensive, right? And, and it was just to be like an
0: edgy inside middle school yeah, joke.
2: Yeah. You know, it, it's not any deeper than that.
0: <laughs> we just got
2: <guys laughs>
3: stuck with it.
0: I mean, in the, in, the grand, in the grand landscape of Slam and like, you know, if, anytime I want to find a ridiculous band name, I just go to Slam Worldwide's YouTube channel and I just like keep scrolling and like even a month, some of like the, you know ridiculous ones like you know disregard the moldy cheese just released an ep (laughs) um (laughs) like 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 or like path of the giants the cold-blooded succulents you know like there's like all of these names but i will say despite like despite the joke of it like eradication of the unworthy events does have like a certain like like flow to it like i think it's like serendipity that ended up being the name like over the past week I've like talked to a few a few of my friends or like my colleagues about like, you know, like, oh, like what are you doing? So we have this whole I have this whole week off. And I was like, Oh, I'm interviewing this really, really cool band. And they're like, Oh, what are they called? And I'm like, I don't know, um in uh uh E E O U I and they're like, what, yeah, what, say is, that. <laughs> what, what does that mean? And I'm like, Oh, it's a uh, er- eradication of the unworthy infants and they're like, What the fuck? But then every <laughs> one of them goes like Wait, I say, what do they sound like? <laughs> and like they oh, right. every one of them has been like well now i have to know you yeah. know like what what that band sounds like and at least you guys can be lucky i think i still think the one of the other best names in in slam is UGG, who are the uh caveman UGG band where all their lyrics are UGG, um which is <laughs> the prime <Sick. laughs> yeah <Sick. laughs> yeah uh, but it was he, definitely meant to
2: happen because you if you've seen our Instagram, we mm-hmm. don't take ourselves seriously, no, man. We don't no. take any of this, this seriously. No, that's metal. It's not. And nice for sense. the name to be that, it just fits the part.
0: Yeah, and you guys, who designed your guys' logo? Because your logo is sick as fuck too. That was an
2: ex-girlfriend in middle school.
0: Ooh, wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, we never gave her credit for it. That's your advantage.: Thank you for the logo. But then <laughs> yeah. I had a friend. Um, I had a classmate. His name was. Nikita Webb we called him Webby okay. and his mom worked at the school so we could like use the copy machine and shit oh hell like yeah that. so we took the logo that she drew scanned it and then he used photoshop to touch it up and make it like a digital file and we, we're still using that same file to this day and he he took a lot of time to cut out the individual letters and make that shortened eoui logo that we yeah. have on our base drum head so I'm going to credit Webby instead. Yeah, shout, out. shout out to Webby. Shout
1: out shout Webby. though. I, I, also, alongside that, you guys have really cool cover art for the album. Uh, who did the album art? Hopefully not an ex-girlfriend.
2: No, no. no, no. This, so when you start a band, you start getting a lot of DM requests from mm-hmm. artists just trying to sell artwork. And a lot of them happen to be Indonesian. I just feel like that area loves the scene so much. Yeah. So I decided we're gonna check out what these Indonesian artists have on offer because I was asking some artists that were based in the states and based mm-hmm. in Europe, and their like commission work starts at like fifteen hundred dollars, and that's really fucking steep. And so I saw that Liberty artwork, and mm-hmm. I'm like, is this available? Because it's kind of along the lines of what we're what we're trying to do. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, how much do you want for it? And he said 90 bucks. And so... Can't say no to so that. He's yeah. been our it's artist cool. ever since. He's done all our artwork. He's doing the artwork for the, for the EP that we're about to drop. Yeah. Um, his name is Arda Leppo.
0: Arda Lepo? Lepo. Shout out yeah. to Arda. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to you too, Arda.
3: He knows his stuff. <laughs> he
2: knows his stuff. And when I hit him up for the EP... He wanted to give me half off because we're like regulars or some shit. So oh, we're gonna this wow. guy As long that's, as
3: he can produce cool shit,
2: we're gonna we're gonna buy from him. That's <laughs> awesome.
3: Yeah, I mean, shit. Over there.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's like that. I think I think metal artwork really sets itself apart in in the modern day too. Because like, there's so much out there now that there's got to be something to catch people's eye. Unless you like, already have like a name, like not all of us can be Dark Throne and release an album of someone ice skating. You know, like sometimes, sometimes you need to like, you need something unique. And like, even like for Ben, who doesn't listen to, you didn't listen to a ton of metal, except for the, in the last couple of years, like that album artwork like sticks out and it makes a huge difference. Like our, our, uh, our logo for our show is like, just like you guys, it's a friend of mine from high school, my Kev, uh, friend, Kevin, who I talked about earlier, he just like listened to the first couple of episodes. Like you guys talked about metal a lot. And I was like, yeah, he's like, here you go. And he just DM'd me the logo we now use and it's like, I have no intention of changing it. Because it's just it just comes from a good fucking place. <laughs>
3: yeah, if it works, why
0: fix it?
2: And you yeah. know, now with the with the crisis, with the war in, in mm-hmm. Ukraine, and I don't know when or if we're going to get another chance to go back to Russia. So having our yep. logo come from there, having having our roots there and having it be published and be like i don't know immortalized (laughs) it it feels good because it's kind of like a souvenir or a reminder that i did spend a lot of my life there and we did we started it all there
1: yeah it's 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 part of your story
2: exactly i would call moscow my hometown because i spent 13 years there wow yeah moscow is kind of still home
1: what
0: what what led you guys to moscow because like you know it's you know, in the continuum of your guys' life, like ending up in like that city of all places, you know, coming from Finland and coming from like America as well. Like what led you guys both to that place? Is just family decided that's where you we were going to be?
2: I mean, yeah, uh, both of our dads had managerial jobs mm-hmm. that moved them to different countries. Jonas has
3: moved from like, I moved from Finland to St. Petersburg first and then from St. Petersburg, I moved to um, Moscow. Okay. Yeah,
2: my family story is a little different. My dad's Arabic. Uh, we're from okay. Lebanon, so he went to college in the UK, and because he spoke Arabic, they put him in Dubai. And you know, every time yep. there would be an opening in some other part of the company elsewhere in the world, he would he would try and get that promotion. So we moved around a lot, mm-hmm. and I guess I guess Russia the contract lasted for longer than usual i did move out of russia when i was like six but i came back when i was 10 so that was that was the place i spent the most of my life
0: and i mean i think i think now like you mentioned earlier it's a time to like you know remember that like i I mean I, i watch a lot of like youtube videos and like stuff from like people who tour around russia and around and like follow artists and it's like a lot of people i think now in the modern day are generalizing like you know who's making art from Russia or who is Russia or who is Russian and like, kind of like getting stuck in all the shit that's happening right now. But there's so many incredible things and incredible people that are coming out of Russia are still there or who man- or who aren't there now. And in- I
2: was, I was saying in the end, it's just another country with yeah. people, regular people that do regular things and make art and go to work and pay their bills. Just because the government says one thing yep. it doesn't mean it reflects on the entire 150 fucking million people there.
3: Yeah, yeah. The Russian people. Russian people. They have the biggest heart I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. they're really cool and
2: nice. I'm lucky enough
0: that the gym I train at, there's like three or four different Russian people who train with me, and they're yeah, like you said, they're the nicest people I train with. Though they yeah. they they're turn really the sauna people. up the hottest. They're also the <laughs> the hottest sauna people, and they stay in no, but, for only that, about I don't eight know, minutes. You
2: gotta give sauna. I don't know about, I don't know about you give oh. The sauna. To oh, really? <laughs>
3: That's that's our thing. There's more oh, saunas uh, than cars here, man. Yeah.
2: Every building needs to have a sauna.
0: Man, it's my it's my dream to come to 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 go to the Scandinavia in general. So now I got specifically saunaing in Finland is now at the top of my list. Yeah. If your
2: apartment doesn't have a sauna in it, there is 100 percent a communal one for the building. Definitely. Wow, in the U.S., not even sauna. every building it's has a has
0: a uh, um a, a place to wash your clothes. <laughs> you guys get saunas that's awesome that, that's that's <laughs> i think that needs to be a U- international standard
3: <laughs> that's pretty cool and
2: every house like standalone house even even the tiny ones
3: mm-hmm.
2: have a sauna man <laughs> <It's>
1: not <laughs> wow not not only are you guys eradication of the unworthy infants you also eradicate any unwashed infants huh Oh, nice. uh, all <laughs> right and,
0: and you eradicate those sore muscles with proper heat related therapy man oh, i man. i'm really glad we've gotten to the sauna portion of the podcast yeah <laughs> a, a couple of weeks ago yeah, ben too. and monty had like a 40 minute long conversation on air about taco bell menu
1: items and i was like what is th- this is where we should be it's, in our it's, podcasting there's a, career there's a discussion to be had about chili cheese burritos i'm not going to subject you guys to that
0: Um, just know if you come to the u.s the chili cheese burrito is the most disappointing thing on the taco bell menu the
1: dorito
2: burrito was good
1: yes yeah it is and you know what chili cheese burrito even better (laughs) um (laughs) we're we're not we're not i'm pressing the (laughs) eject button uh guys thank you so much this has been a ton of fun uh i'm i'm super happy Uh, Matt's been able to flex his music knowledge I feel (laughs) like I was completely left behind in the dust like a a, a while ago Um, but uh, it's it's been really cool talking to you guys and just learning about the process and the craft and how everything's come together Um, for people who want to follow you guys uh, where can they find you?
2: Just look up EOUI official. We're most active on our Instagram. We do have a Facebook, but you know... We Mm -hmm. don't post there. Whatever goes on Instagram gets copied there. And a lot of the times the formats get fucked. So don't use Facebook, man. If you're using Facebook in 2023, use Instagram. It's the same fucking company. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I I guess you guys really do have the whole market cornered on typing in Eradication of the Unworthy Infants on Google.
2: Yeah. If EOUI official doesn't turn up anything, then look up Eradication of the Unworthy Infants and you will find us. We have a link tree with everything in it. Uh, yeah, that's a good place to start. Linktree EOUI official. That's where you'll find everything you need. And it was it was a fucking honor being here, and having this having this opportunity. We ha- we haven't done many interviews. We're still mm-hmm. really new to this, especially a podcast. Oh,
3: this is the first podcast we've ever done. First well,
0: we we are honored to have you. Um, we've talked about talking to bands for a long time, and and it's and it's such a great opportunity to talk to such awesome people um we will gladly have you guys on again in the future and if you're ever we in chicago uh if we can work something out with that i mean i'll be there in the front row filming and going crazy as well because <laughs> it is a fucking uh, chicago, yeah we will i, I will we'll, we'll connect yeah. some details right, man. yeah man and so thank you all so much go <laughs> do, if you're out there listening go and check out um your guys next your guys tour that's happening in march and april um, across Europe so if you're listening from from overseas go and check that out you guys are gonna be all over the place in in Germany, Hungary, Poland, Portugal and Spain. So if you're in any of those places or nearby check out these uh, these outstanding musicians. Uh, they'll be joined by two beautiful members as well um, and it'll be a glorious time <laughs> so if you're if you're out there um, just remember if the first time you make an album when you're 12 years old it doesn't work the second time it doesn't work, the third time, you guys are sending yourself thrash riffs talking about making a Guns N' Roses band, And the fourth time, it's going to be the charm because you might make Eradication <laughs> of the Unworthy <laughs> Infants. Thank you guys so much for being here, and we look forward to talking to you more in the future.
2: Alright. Hey, thank thank you. you so much, Thank you both of you. Have a good Thanks, one.
0: Thanks, guys. Thank you. Peace
1: out. See Peace out. Bye.